I'm still here. Cool. It merged. It's got like it's got a call, um, I guess, some sort of service to record our phone call. So that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just like you just kind of merge the call, like you know, um, when when I was trying to figure out to have figure out a way to have Cornelius and Slagov and me on the phone, I was trying to figure it out, and my fiance Joanna figured it out. He just had she called me and then had my uh then added my mom to the line. That's how it it worked out. I mean the third person usually sounds kinda of the shittiest, but I mean it's it's yeah. a little bit, you know. <laughs> for what we, for the low rent sort of recording we do on the show, it works pretty great. So. Yeah, I mean for free you can't complain at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I they did say I, I think the app says like you will get like a uh a fee by like the end of the year or something like that, but I mean, between all three of us, it's not a big deal. Like ten bucks, <laughs> probably, probably some bullshit like that. You know, it depends. You know, our recordings can go or vary between an hour and thirty minutes to fucking three or four hours. So that's crazy. Yeah, 
Well, you man, how, how was your day? Oh man, it's been a it's been a slow slow day already. Uh, we had chicken parmesan for dinner, which was amazing. We watched that "Let Me Make You a Martyr" movie, and just been quiet all day. How was the How was that movie? It was definitely interesting. Not not at all what I expected. You know, besides the visuals, anyway. It was definitely very uh, kind of like Kill List, if you've seen that. Yeah, I think Kill List. Okay, so it's definitely got that kind of a vibe, but very, very small town and very hillbilly. All right. Is it, is it as bleak as Kill List? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's good. That's good. I like I like bleak. Good. Yeah, I mean it goes it goes all the way and and then some, but it definitely has a little little glimmer of hope at the end. But definitely, it's it's well worth a gander if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, you know, the, the problem is, for me at least, with when, um, say, Trick or Treat Radio, somebody does, like, VOD movies, it's harder for me, because I, I rarely ever rent VOD stuff, because it's always, like, it's usually, like, what, like, six or ten bucks to rent a Yeah, it, it's anywhere between, like, four to six bucks, those are okay. the ones that I get anyway. All right. Well, you know, usually Facebook, yeah, Facebook, what the fuck am I talking about? Netflix, where you <laughs> Netflix would usually have them at some point, so I usually wait till that happens and I'll I'll watch it. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you have Voodoo though, there's a section where you can watch free movies with commercials, and it yeah. was under there, which was how I saw it. So you don't have to pay anything for it. Oh man, I've, everybody keeps telling me, Swagoth is telling me, Cornelius is telling me to get this Voodoo thing. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll get around to it. I just, I don't know, it's just <laughs> crazy. I guess. I don't know what's going on. Now you got a reason. One day, maybe you remember, but maybe that one day where we're all chatting up about Hannibal. Oh, for yeah, like, yeah. For like a couple hours, and then like Cornelius was like, he private messaged me, and he was like, dude, I have like all all the seasons. They're all on Voodoo. I'm like, oh, man. I got to get on there and watch all these. And I just still haven't got around to watching all of them. I don't know what's wrong with you. Good. Good. Lazy, lazy. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just, you know, just. Things come up, maybe they like not even like serious things, just like trivial things. Like all of a sudden, I remember that I gotta do like I gotta take out the trash and take the trash out and like completely forget about what the fuck I was doing. And I'm right, doing something completely, <laughs> something completely different. You're like, well, shit, what was that? Oh, I better go do the dishes now, or walk the dog, or you know, pretty much <laughs> just yeah, about man. anything. <laughs> so, hey, I was gonna ask you. um, What's um? You're on the episode of Good Movies for Bad People. The, the newest one coming up is that coming out next, next week or? Hopefully next week or maybe the week after. I haven't talked to him yet, but he's been spacing them out, you know, to make sure they've got a little bit of room to breathe. But I'm going to be up there for uh, Don't Go in the Woods Alone, and then we just did one last week for Sleepaway Camp. So definitely some good stuff coming up. Is the Sleepaway Camp one out yet? It's not out yet, is it? I don't think so. Let me take a look and see what's out right now. Uh, looks like Werewolf versus the Vampire Woman is the most recent one. So okay. he's probably about due to put out Don't Go in the Woods Alone. I I definitely like the way he's going about this new the new format. Yeah, me too. I I like it a lot. <laughs> you know, I know it gives it gives him time to breathe too, man. Like he he's a busy guy, and you know those 
he was putting episodes, he was banging those episodes out. There were tons of content in those episodes he was putting out. And I love that, but like now it's like he, has, he lets them have like a life to get to do things. And right. Do a show yeah. and all that. Yeah, like once a month or once every three or four weeks, you just throw on an episode and be good to go. I love that. Yeah. I'm I'm glad he, you know, I, sometimes it sucks because I forget that the show is on again because it's been so long since it was off. And then I'm like, oh, shit, this, and I get to see on my feed it had a new episode of the movies for bad people. I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot that was even this bad. I had to listen to that shit. You know, the first one I listened to was one with you. And then after mm-hmm. that, I, for, I forgot that, I keep forgetting that he's putting the episodes out. So I'm like, damn, I got to get back on it. So I love I love, I love Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of good ones that came out right after I was on. You know, you got Iron Rose with um, uh, Scott. I can't think of his last name for the life of me, but that's a really good one. And then that Werewolf versus the Vampire Woman is really, really good. It's got Brad from Hello, This is the Doomed Show. And they're yeah. talking about Paul Nashy. So, I mean, that's, it's good stuff and definitely worth your time. Yeah, but Paul Nashy's always a good time. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, um. So, uh, what have you been what have you been watching besides the movie we watched tonight? Uh, let's take a look. I've got a list here. Let me pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched one. Uh, that's all right, man. I watched one last night. Let me find it here. It was Big Magnum Kura Sensei, and uh, this- Nathan Stewart hooked me up with it. It's it's like. Uh, Dangerous Minds, that that flick with um, Michelle Pfeiffer from, like, the 90s. It's like yeah. that, but it's really late 80s slapstick Hong Kong comedy. So it's better? It's it's better. If you like just crazy broad humor, then that's definitely well worth your time. It's got a lot of spoofy elements, a little bit of Mad Max, a little bit of, you Ooh. know, like, high school films, definitely some John Hughes action kind of going on. But it's it is really broad comedy, so mm-hmm. definitely keep that in mind when you give it a gander. But it's it's a lot of fun. It is it is freaking ridiculous how silly that is. <laughs> I gotta get on that. Is he, did he is he personally giving people links, or did he put a link out on Cult of Muscle, or how how is that? Work? He's going to everybody directly with links, and I can definitely okay. forward it on to you, no problem. Oh yeah, I want to. I, I I pretty much want to watch anything Nathan. Recommend <laughs> that guy. He's got great taste and uh, he's a great guy. So, yeah, he's never never led me astray on some good stuff. So, I'm really looking forward to the next thing he recommends. <laughs> I, I, I one day I hope one day I can get him on, the, on our show. That'd talk be amazing. About, talk about something. I mean, talk about something. Uh, some some. I mean, maybe some. Uh, I, I'm not, I have to talk to him more. I haven't talked to him a ton, but like maybe. Talking about some of the pinky, uh, pinky violence trilogy stuff, and mm-hmm. it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, so I have that, I have that whole set that I that Chris recommended, and uh, I have only watched two of them, and they're great. And I know that's really his forte. He loves he loves the um, that 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 Asian section of the seventies that were the best. Man, there's so much good stuff that came out of there, and like. You know, about 74 to about 82, and it's just like bam, bam, bam. And then you get all the stuff after that, the Category 3 stuff, the really 
you know, extreme, like, porno horror and all that, and that shit just goes way out there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I gotta, I gotta, crazy. I got to get him. I gotta get both him and you on the show sometime. I, 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 oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm making it a. Uh, I'm definitely making a point here pretty soon because you know, need more people on the show. Mm-hmm. Make it make it diverse and talk about stuff that uh, maybe me and Mark don't really know too much about. So. Yeah, I'm I'm always up for something new every time. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I tell you, man, this fucking this three features trilogy is something that we probably don't really ever think to talk about, so I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> interested to talk two hours about fucking pussy and dick and all that shit, so melodrama, whatever. Harry balls and melodrama. Yeah, Harry, <laughs> that might be the title episode. <laughs> that is, that's too perfect. <laughs> oh, man. And on Blu-ray, too, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see how it looks on blue, so. Oh, man, is that vinegar syndrome? Yeah, I've been in the same position. I went to, you know, went to Frightmare, you know, a couple of months ago. Oh, yeah. And, like, it was, like, a feast, man. It was, like, candy. It was a, you're, you're in a candy <laughs> shop, dude. You're just, like, there's so much badass. You got Arrow over here. You got you got uh, Vinegar Syndrome over here. You got, um, oh, fuck, uh, Synapse over here. I'm like, whoa, man, all this shit. There's so many awesome fucking companies coming out bringing badass shit. I'm like, yeah, like a Dark Waters, yeah, like a sad, like a fucking, three, oh, I don't know what three, three Peaches even is, but I'm going to find that. It looks fucking sexy. I'm going to go over here and pick up that fucking female scorpion prisoner, man, and pick, pick that up. Hell yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm just fucking, I was creaming, man. I was fucking, I was loving it. I was like, I got to get into this shit. <laughs> you know? Oh, <laughs> you know, man. It's hard, you know, man, like, I don't know uh, about for you, because you have a, Pretty great collection. Plus, you're—I think—I feel like you—you are way more knowledgeable about the exploitation area than I am. I just know a little, little bit. But you know, once once I listen to like once I start listening to like the GGTMC and uh, sort of mm-hmm. Muscle and listen to like Chris's old show, uh, Mill Creeps was that's um, such a great show. Great show too. Holy! Oh show. yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was great. With uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Death Rattle Aaron. Death Rattle, yeah. Well. Yeah. Listening to all those shows, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta watch all these awesome fucking movies. The problem is, like, they're not easy to find. Well, they weren't easy to find for me. And I was like, what am I gonna? I don't have a computer or anything, so it's like, it's hard for me to like go try to download download them somewhere. Like, I have to like up like outright buy them from somewhere. Yo, and it's pretty totally. tough. It's pretty tough, man. So. Oh yeah, I know the I know the pain. Unfortunately, I way back when I started getting into these kind of movies, I went through and bought, like, little Xerox copied guides from, oh. like, Blackest Heart Media and Video Mayhem of Florida, places like that. And I just bought, you know, $10 VHS tapes, just unseen. And I was like, all right, well, I've heard about this. Let's see what it is. And sure enough, you know, I, I know the pain. <laughs> <laughs> I never got that. I, I, I did buy stuff on tape. I don't ever ever bought bootleg stuff on tape. That was never really a was was more like um, pretty much whatever my family, well, my parents would like record on VHS. So I, I got like mm-hmm. mostly for me it was more like the major release stuff like uh, Predator, Predator and stuff like that. So like oh absolutely. So when I picked up like uh, like when I picked up Vultures like the Beyond for the first time when I picked up that clamshell from Suncoast. 
was probably one of the first tapes I ever bought that was like something that was completely different for me. Like it was my first like Italian horror film. Mm-hmm. And I was like I was blown away by it. And it took me a long time to get there. I paid like twenty five bucks for the fucking tape, but <laughs> it was worth every penny. <laughs> totally worth it. I still got the damn thing, so I'm like, you know, fuck it, let's keep it. Right? right, you might as well. I mean, if it's a beautiful package, it's definitely worth keeping. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you know the you know the old school like clamshell with the black outlining, and they get the awesome you know your awesome painted cover, and then the inside just all black with the tape. And it's so oh, cool yeah. that I have it. And, you know, it's like, really cool. I got that director's cut of Army of Darkness from the back of the day. It was like the, it's got the gold clamshell with like the red. Oh uh, yeah, I remember that. It was like this ridiculous cover with like. You know, Bruce Campbell with, like, a fucking 12-pack and, like, he's fucking... <laughs> looks like he's just flying like Superman and shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like flying like Superman. Yeah, it looks amazing. You're like, wow. It's so, even, like, you know, Bruce Campbell talking about, like, ridiculous cover. I'm just, like, this fucking muscle-bound guy. But, like, yeah, I mean, sadly, I didn't have a lot of friends that had... Um, that were, like, really into that kind of stuff besides... Uh, mm-hmm. Besides Martin. You know, I would, he would buy... Martin would have a lot more... He was still collecting VHS tapes from, like, uh, antique malls and stuff. So I'd see, like, you know, little things here and there from his, from his his point of view. And, like, uh, he, would, he would be renting stuff from uh, Netflix, and they just did the discs back in the day. So I'd see, like, stuff like Vamp and stuff oh, like yeah. that. You know, and I'd see, like, um, what the fuck is the movie? Mean Christian did it on his show. Not Rock Wars, but... Um, um, the other, not Ultraman, but basically Ultraman. I can't remember his. The, oh, the Super name. Sentai and all that. Yeah, like, I would see that. You know, he would rent that, and I'd watch it, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this? It's awesome!" So, you know, I got a lot of experience from from that stuff from him, and uh, kind of went off on my own and started buying. Kind of like the best. The only thing I could, you know, it was what I had at the time. You know, what the what the, the video stores could offer me at the time. So I didn't, I didn't get like. You know, now I'm finally seeing stuff like um, like Dark Waters and stuff like that. Like, I don't mm. think I've had that chance to see stuff like that back in the day until, like, these awesome companies come out and start releasing this stuff in a pretty nice format. Oh, absolutely. Like, with the way things look now compared to when I saw them, it's, it's incredible how far technology has really brought things, to be completely honest. It's like... Oh, sure. You know, when I was getting stuff, I was like 8th, ninth, 10th generation, just shitty VHS, you know. The transfer's <laughs> washed out. Everything's all wavy, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. dude, like, seeing things like Cannibal Holocaust and, like you said, The Beyond and just Zombie and a bunch of the stuff that just wasn't available, seeing it in any format was just insane, let alone, like, widescreen and 4K oh, yeah. remaster. And, you know, it's crazy. Oh, man, it's in, that 4K remaster stuff is just a trip. It's, a it's trip, crazy. I, I think I only own one 4K movie. I, I, a, I didn't buy it because it was 4K. I bought it instead of Blu-ray. It, but it had, one, it had a really nice, uh, quote-unquote, steel case. Aluminum case, what do you want to call it? But I got that, you know, that labyrinth like 30th anniversary, and got oh, a great absolutely. cover. I got a great cover, you know, I got that, uh, that iconic cover, and and I buy it and I watch the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray, like the Blu-ray, looks fucking great. I'm like, wow, this looks fantastic. Then I'm, you know, 
finally get a chance to watch it on a 4K TV. I'm like, what is this? This is fucking insane. <laughs> it's so crystal clear. I'm so used to watching on an old shitty VHS game I bought from the pawn shop. You know, right. Like, this is fucking. <laughs> this is insane. You know. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's uh, you know I've heard on uh, certain people talk about how some films you know they kind of they work better in that gritty sort of maybe washed out format like uh, like Texas Chainsaw or something. They don't it didn't work as well like a 4K works better like in this sort of straight rip VHS to DVD. But it's cool that we got it. I mean, I'm I'm happy that we have it. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like preservation is a very key thing for cinema. And if you're not going to, you know, preserve it in the best possible condition, I mean, what's the point of even having it around, you know? I agree, man. You know, people, you know what it comes down to is well, people have to bitch about something, I guess. So That's know. true. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of happened. You know, I watched, I, um, I remember one time, you know, we're speaking on the you know, format of older films and, how they look on Blu-ray and shit. I remember one time I was at a grocery store and I was getting groceries and I bought a, I went to the DVD section and I picked up um, uh, Last Bastion Hero on Blu-ray, you know? I didn't have it. So I picked it up on Blu-ray and I take it home. I'm like, you know, I'm not expecting much. You know, I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't think it's going to look like, you know, spellbound, spellbounding on, on Blu-ray or anything. I get home and I throw it in the PS3 at the time. And I'm like, this thing looks amazing. Like, this is incredible to me. Like, this is like a completely like new experience. Day. Yeah, it's just insane how... It's like when I saw Evil Dead 2 on Blu-ray for the first time. I was like, this looks fucking amazing. What is this? Right? <laughs> you know, it's like... like even, even seeing it on DVD for the first time when it came out, I think it was uh, Lead Entertainment or maybe Anchor Bay or something, but I bought they, that when it came out. And I was like, What? You can actually yeah. see everything. It's insane. It's that old. It's that old Anchor Bay man. Anchor Bay put that shit on. Are they still putting out all those movies? I mean, I don't even know. No, they don't anymore. They Bill Lustig left and started a company called Blue Underground. Blue Underground, and they yeah. deal with a lot of a lot of the same titles. But definitely, it's a a better company in my opinion. <laughs> well, Blue, yeah, I think. I, well, what the fuck movie do I have on Blue Underground? I have something on Blue Underground. I'm not going to go back and try because. Everybody's trying to go to sleep, but maybe it's... I know I have one thing on Blue Underground. I can't remember what it is, but I don't have... I have Lady Terminator on Mondo. So that's Yeah, that's a good-looking disc, too. Holy so, shit. Surprisingly well. It looks pretty great. Right? <laughs> that movie's a fucking... A, a great that ride. Trip. Great ride. <laughs> Confused most everything. of the time. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Such a badass. Such a badass. It's just a badass fucking movie. I mean, it's, it's insane, but I love it. It's, it I think, if anything, um, I'm kind of excited to get like a um, uh, like a soundtrack for it. You know, mm-hmm. I wish this the Mondo one would have came with a soundtrack because I like the music in it. It's ridiculous and fun and '80s and you know. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun, that's for sure. I mean, the soundtrack, the way that it's shot, the way it just rips off blatantly everything Terminator-related and other movies, <laughs> it's just, like, it has no shame whatsoever. <laughs> it, it was weird, it's like, you know, yeah, it totally, like, rips off the Terminator, but, like, in a way, I kind of like, uh, I, I like it more, 
a little bit. Like, not, like, a ton more, but, like, I respect it quite a bit. Because I've always heard that, like, Cameron ripped off some Terminator ideas from something else. I don't know where it is now. But, like, he's like, no, it's my idea. Like, totally my idea. But, like, huh. this this movie is completely a rip-off of, <laughs> pretty much a complete rip-off of Cameron's Terminator. But, like, the, the it, they, they put it all out there, like, on their sleeves. Like, you see all of it. It's... <laughs> It's like you that's say. That's crazy. I that's what I heard. I mean, I mean, like I said, people talk shit about anything, and I'm sure you know somebody out there is going like, "Yeah, Cameron's Terminator is not that great, guys." Was so like, "No, it's it's really great. You know, it's okay. You can say it's great. It's fine." So. <laughs> you know, it's it is what it is. I mean, it, it came along at a certain point for a lot of people, and if you weren't there really at that point, it's it's kind of a miss at that point. But it's still from a technology standpoint and a filmmaking standpoint, that's like some high watermark shit for that era. <laughs> Definitely, man. Like I didn't I didn't really know that anybody didn't like T two until I started getting getting more into like uh the groups, like with the Cult of Muscle group and like, you know, Jake and C D R and stuff and like the other people in the group and like, you know, Jimlin's guide and stuff and talking about how like, you know, T two is not a good movie. I'm like, that's crazy. I think T two is like a masterpiece. Like, really? It's bad? So Oh, oh man! <laughs> Sometimes they get confused. I'm like, nah, man, it's too bad. It's too bad. It's not bad. It's great. I love this fucking. Yeah, same thing. That's a great thing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like there's for a lot of people, there's not even any nostalgia attached to it, and that's probably why they, you know, don't think it's good or they have questions about it. That like, why is this good? <laughs> you know, yeah. and it doesn't really good. hold up all that well for the most part, but you know, there's some some stuff that's still pretty good, but man, it gets dicey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, I, I I just I've learned more like uh it's good to know uh that there's other people's like opinions out there. I I didn't really think too much about it until I got into like these movie groups and stuff and started hearing more people's opinions about certain things. So like, yeah, yeah, I I if you make a valid point can see it, and and um, definitely like um, you know agree to disagree. But I mean, uh, I mean, if you're, if, if you're just gonna jump in and say like this is a pile of shit, it's hard to be <laughs> like you know. For me, I'll tell, I'll definitely take the spanking on the whole Spider-Man thing. You know, I, I really don't have a lot to say about it besides it is trash to me. But I mean, for most people, they it's kind of it's almost an equal. It's almost an equivalent to. Um, you can almost equivalent it to when I say it's a piece of shit, when people just say, like, you know, it's awesome. Or it's the best Spider-Man movie ever. I don't even know what that means, honestly. But like, Yeah, it's like everyone's got a different opinion about that, too. So Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's something I never really thought about, it, honestly, because my circle has been so small. Mm-hmm. So people are always, we're always like, you know, fucking, you know, Recording T two or recording this or that or whatever, like, yeah, it's fucking awesome, yeah. But like, you get out there and this, you know, you have, you have like a, a hundred and sixteen thread post, talking. People are all clearly speaking their mind and, and making great points about how it's not great or how it's okay or how it's really good. You know, so it's, <laughs> it's interesting, you know, how <laughs> when you jump in there and you're like, yeah, I have to see everybody's opinions. That's what makes the world go around and that makes us cool. Let's get along 
in the, the whole movie-loving genre family. Oh, totally. It's like, as long as you come with a valid opinion and not just say, you know, fuck this movie or fuck that movie or what, you know, whatever. As long as they're putting, you know, some input like, hey, I had fun with this or I like so-and-so, you know, it's like throw something in there and, and you know, be for, be a productive member of this thread, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and definitely people seeing it from different angles really gives me, you know, when I go back and watch a movie, it gives me more appreciation or a different aspect I didn't see it from in the first place. That definitely yeah. takes it in a different direction the next time you go back to it rather than going back with the same mindset you had before. It's it's really nice and refreshing. I, I totally agree, man. I mean, I know I know uh last year sometime, uh I watched people people under this I watched um uh Super the Rainbow and I was like, This is this is fucking awful. And I watched Oh yeah. I watched it for my I got it for my birthday, and I watched it like a couple of days after my birthday. I rewatched it. I'm like, it's great, that's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, uh, I honestly don't really know what changed my mind besides just going into it a second time and just maybe being a little bit more open minded or just more relaxed, not so tense. And you just like let it wash over me. Like this is actually a really great flick. It's really well written. It's really well acted. It's a great story. Mm-hmm. Very very original. You know, so I think it's one of my um, one of my favorites. I mean, for for Craven's filmography, it's definitely my second favorite of his of his films. So, oh man, it's definitely one of his better ones, in my opinion. It's like you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, and then that, and then damn, that's a tough call. Let's I'm gonna up his filmography real quick and see because I know he did some other really really great stuff I'm just fucking brain farting over here <laughs> well I, for my, for me uh, it's, it's, for number one it's definitely people in the spirit I love that place. it's great oh absolutely that's a that's a great film that's for fucking sure that's an odd oddball because what's his name from fucking Twin Peaks running around in a gimp suit shooting shit Putin walls, right? Stuff. It's really awesome. The you opening know, range is really great. It's a, it's maybe a tad too long, but um, it's it's still really fun. I, I like it quite a bit. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I do like Nightmare. I don't love it. Oh, much absolutely. I don't love it as much as other people. I like you know. I'm I'm more of a fan of three, but you know, yeah. I know people that don't like three very much either. So I mean, it's just gonna happen. Well, yeah. I mean, three definitely. It catches some people the right way with the the Dawkins soundtrack and just the you know the more metal and punk edge to it, which I thought was fucking great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's probably why it resonates so well with me because I love all that. I love all that music. It's great. Oh, absolutely. And I just love. Um, I like Chuck Russell and I like Frank Darabont. What were they going? What they were going for at the time? I thought it was really cool, and they seemed like really cool dudes and they had a really really um uh, mapped out movie they had a really great vision for that movie and i think it for the most part turned out really well well absolutely i think it turned out a lot better than some of the other entries in the series like you know four and five and and even oh, six to a point <laughs> you know or <laughs> you know what Brittany harlan name you know it's just that guy that could be an episode an episode all about Brittany harlan Oh, God, yeah. He gives no fucks whatsoever. <laughs> Absolutely not. I watched, um, yesterday I watched, uh, Long Kiss Goodnight. 
Nice. And, you know, I'm like, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Shane Black, Black fan. I, I fucking love Shane Black, and I, I'm jumping, we're jumping in there, and I'm like, you know, it's kind of weirdly, like, the, there's a, um, I'm sure, I'm not sure how long it's been since you've seen it, but. Uh, probably five, ten years, but I remember it pretty well. Oh, that beginning, it's got a, um, it's got a, uh, um, uh, sort of a narration with Gina Davis, and. It's got like a sort of a montage of Gina Davis what she does. Like she's like up, she's a um, uh, housewife and yeah. you know, she's vacuuming and all that stuff. And she's talking, she's talking very like um, almost. I can't think of the words here. I'm not the best at words. Plus, I've been out in the sun for all. I've been out in the sun all day, fucking water park, but I'm just <laughs> sunburned and shit. But like. Um, it's, she's very like uh, naive sounding. She sounds like a child, and okay. talking about how like um, you know I woke up, uh, um, I was born in these clothes, and I ha- all only thing they had um, that was left of my old life was this uh, key, like a lockbox mm. key, and um, it's very stra- it's it's very strangely uh, edited, but that's for it's for Harlan. And then, you know, jump more into Rennie Harlan's sort of tropes, uh, which I, I've always really, I mean, at, at that era, I've really always liked. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a great, I mean, it, it helped that uh, Shane Black did the fucking, the script and stuff too, but. Right. <laughs> Rennie Harlan, Rennie Harlan at a time was cool. I mean, you know, I, I, I do like Die Hard 2. Die Hard 2 is not the best, but I do like it. And, you know, um, I love Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger is a great place. No, absolutely. Cliffhanger is probably, you know, top five Stallones for me, just from the sheer absurdity of the whole damn thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. It's been a while since I've seen Cliffhanger, but I remember, like, I don't know, at some point in my life, I watched Cliffhanger every single fucking day. Like, on me too. <laughs> Cliffhanger every day. I just that score, it's burned into my fucking head. I can sing it. You know, got what's his name? Uh, I love that character, um, character actor. I don't know if you, I, well, I think he was, might be a character. The bald guy with the mustache, Waylon. Is it Waylon? Oh! Waylon? Or is, yeah, or is, yeah, yeah. is, is, is Lithgow Waylon? I'm not sure. Travis. Travis is the character. Can't remember his Travis. name. Always cut, he's just cussing. Like, he's a total dickhead all the time. The FBI, the FBI agent or some shit, I think. Oh was, yeah, um, I can't think of that dude's name. Yeah, he's good tonight, man. But he's he's in Long Kiss Goodnight too for like uh, like five minutes or some shit. Nice. Yeah, and like Samuel Jackson in uh, Long Kiss Goodnight, he just gives this great like fucking to the T fucking Shane Black speech to him, and it's like it's. I don't remember all the lines, but they're just fantastic. Like, don't make you know. If you're telling me he's with the, he's in he's in bed with this girl, and apparently he's he's in bed with a prostitute, this genius wife. And Samuel Jackson <laughs> is, is Samuel Jackson's a, um, pretending to be a cop at that point. You later figure out he's he's, more, he's a PI, but like at that point he's like busting this dude, basically to make money off him, so he won't. So Samuel Jackson will go to his wife and tell him that he cheated on her, and he's like telling him like. Uh, you know, if you're going to tell me that you're not cheating your wife, you're going to make an ass out of me, and you're going to make an ass out of um, uh, assumption. And it talks about how, like, uh, you know, you, how, um, 
I'm fucking all I'm fucking this all up. Yeah. Oh, it's all good, man. But like he's like I don't um 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 now how how would you feel about going to prison and being like fucked in the ass? And he's like I'll I'll gladly pay a man to fuck you in the ass every day if you're a fan of being fucked in the ass. And the guy's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, no, I don't want my wife to find out about this. He's like, all right, then. You know, they, <laughs> he's basically got, got, like, two cops with him, and you later find out they're fucking bums that he pulled off the street. So he's having, oh, shit. He's having this one bum, like, read, read this guy his rights. It's hilarious. It's great. Oh man, I need to go back and watch that. <laughs> I think you like. I think you like it, man. It's it's um, it's. I think my biggest problem with it, honestly, is there's a um, there's an accident um with a deer. Um, uh, she hit the deer. Yeah. Uh, and the deer is full on animatronic deer, and it's not a good looking animatronic deer. Oh, it's that's pretty brutal. So disappointing. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's rough, man. Like it's hard to like just look away from it and like it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's like, oh man, that, that fucking deer. They they linger on that deer for two, like even to a point where Gene Davis goes up to the deer and like breaks his neck. I'm like, I don't need to see the deer anymore. It's just brutal, man. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally like Tommy Boy deer, man. It's rough. It's like, oh, ooh, like get this that, deer like, out of here. Uh, what was that Tom Green movie that had the deer in it? Was it that bad looking? <laughs> so I'm pretty got fingered? No, I don't think that's the one. Yeah, I don't think he's pretty got fingered bad. But it's, <laughs> when, you, when you see it, like um, Harlan tries to do it quick enough so you don't see it, but like he puts a couple of things in there to make it like to make you feel like the the chaos of the scene, like the deer, like as Gina Davis, this old guy, she's driving this old guy home. And once she hits the deer, <clears throat> the deer's up in the windshield, and the deer, like, kicks this dude in the face. But, like, it looks like a robot deer. And then oh, God. <laughs> the deer the deer falls, uh, like, off, his, uh, off the snowbank. And she also, Gina also falls off the snowbank. And you see, like, this, it's a wide shot. And you see you see on the left, the right, right-hand side, you see Gina Davis get up. And on the left hand side you see the deer still moving. But you know the but you can tell the deer is not real. And it's just right. long. It's just too long. You can just, <laughs> you can see the dudes you can see the, the six dudes in the in the behind the camera with the fucking wireless remotes fucking just moving the legs and moving the neck and shit. And you're like, nah, man, just, oh, that I'm sounds not, so I'm, terrible. <laughs> I'm not feeling it. It's so bad. It's not good. It's, oh man. It's the worst I definitely part of that need movie. to go back and see that. <laughs> you gotta you gotta see it. You can just once they hit that deer, dude, you just imagine that, that fucking deer waking up in the backseat and Tommy Boy like, oh, fuck, here it is. Like, this thing fucking laughs. Kicking people and go, fuck you, fuck you, fuck Exactly, man. <laughs> oh, so yeah. car, man but that was awesome. You know, it's a, it's a trip. But, um, what else you watching, man? crazy. Uh, let's see what else we watched. I saw the Parallax View with Warren Beatty. Is this new? No, it's from. Ooh, I want to say like seventy. Uh, let me look it up. Just kind of get my facts straight. Let's see, nineteen seventy-four. So we're talking about like like Beatty in the prime still. Oh yeah, this was right. Beatty. He was like 
30, 35, good head of hair, Still just crying. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Did he direct it? I believe so. Let me just double check. Uh, looks like Alan Palooka actually directed it, or Pakula, mm. sorry. He's the guy that did uh, All the President's Men, The Pelican oh, Brief. Shit. So, shit. That's a good <laughs> Even that's a good was director. a producer on Sophie's Choice. Oh, wow. Ooh. Wow, that's okay. a hell of a fucking pedigree right there. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, well, so uh, what's this flick? Is it a uh, sort of a uh, espionage flick? Or? Yeah, it's it's trippy. Um, basically, Warren Beatty plays um, a freelance article writer for a newspaper, and he's just not getting any work. And the guy that runs the paper is just just hates his fucking guts and he just keeps <laughs> bringing in all these garbage stories that just aren't getting him anywhere and he comes across this like questionnaire in a, in a back of a magazine for the parallax corporation and he's like well i wonder what this is so he takes it to a buddy that's got monkeys playing pong for some godly reason <laughs> sure <Whoa. But laughs> all right <laughs> it gets crazy like that but he brings it to him and he's like this is a Basically, it has to find out if you're psychotic or crazy or, you know, weird shit like that. So he's like, oh, I think I might be onto something. And it. all the, while that's going on, there's a, a separate story of somebody going around and assassinating people in power. And it just kind of keeps going for, you know, about an hour or 15, and then it just converges and shit just goes crazy. Oh, so man, that's, that's awesome. That's definitely a lot of fun, and it's got, like, William Daniels, Warren Beatty, a lot of definitely older people that you would recognize, you know, not necessarily from newer stuff, but stuff from that same era. But that sure. that's definitely way worth your time. Oh, that sounds fantastic. It's got a great title, too. Fuck. Yeah, dude, the, like, that title was what caught my eye when I was going through the cable channels when I recorded it. I was like... Oh, that sounds pretty cool. So I just clicked on the thing and just read the description. It was pretty much a more condensed version of what I told you. And I was like, Warren Beatty and, you know, espionage? Okay, I'm in. I'm sold. And holy shit, was that really, really good. <laughs> I'm digging it, man. I'm going to check that shit out then. Well, yeah, it's it's not sure. thief-level good, but it's really good. I guess we should probably hit a little bit, hit a little bit on thief. Oh, we, fucking sure, man. That's that's we'll the talk about of the it. group. <laughs> we are, since we get this, it's our first time talking in person, which I, I I'm happy we're doing. Yeah, I, absolutely. Um, I, I didn't know. I, you know, I've been told. You know, Jason Hyde, he, the dude is awesome. He always talks about how um, these noir flicks from like the '70s and the '80s and stuff. And he mm-hmm. always said. You got great taste. He's always great. He's giving me great, like you know, you know uh, uh, recommendations and shit. And absolutely, you know, I'm like, finally, fucking Criterion's having the sale. I can go pick this thing up. I've been dying to pick it up. And, and it's so good. <laughs> I, I'll tell you one thing, man. Um, you know, when I went to Barnes Noble to pick up pick up the movie, um, I wanted to get it on blue, and they had one copy of it on blue. But I also wanted to get the red shoes. But the red shoes oh. was forty bucks. Really? So it's like, yeah, on regular DVD. Like, it wasn't blue. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> so I, I was like, well, they don't, they don't even have a blue of red shoes. So I'm like, I want to get this, like that. I want to watch this fucking movie. And if it's forty bucks now, it's gonna be forty bucks next time they get it back in. So 
I might as well get it now. So right. I got it, and I sacrificed fucking getting beef on blue, which wasn't oh. awful. Wasn't awful. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll go back and buy it again. But that's a Sophie's choice. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was brutal. Like after I watched it, I was like, I gotta go, I gotta go back and buy the blue copy now. Yeah, so. it's the blue is holy shit stunning. You'll you'll see. I'm getting all choked up just thinking about it because it's that good. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I can't, you know, I can imagine how all of those scenes, especially the, like, that scene, man, that scene I talked about before, that, that scene, which is a fucking great scene where that fuck, it's on a crane or something where it comes down in that alleyway. Oh, all right the at fucking, the start? Yeah, right at the start. Well, all yeah. the, like, um, like, uh, 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 well, I don't know, fire escapes and shit on the sides of the building, with the rain and the street lights, <sighs> and it's fucking, it, it, it's like, when I saw that, when I started watching it, I was like, uh, Joanna was right there with me. She was like, she saw my face. She's like, what's wrong? Are you okay? I'm like, I think this might be my favorite movie ever made. <laughs> like this scene is fucking, this shot is incredible. Then like cut to like Belushi fucking working all those bolt meters and shit. It's like, oh, oh yeah, man, this is, this is going to be the jam right this here. Is, yeah, this is the jam, dude. This is incredible. <laughs> and then like, this, like, so all the, the zoom in, I mean, I'm not sure if they're zoom ins or what they are, but all the stuff with him, like with the uh, going inside of the lock, the thing the lock mm-hmm. actually moves, um, is inc- it's incredible. Like you're like, if you're a fan of film, you will be like, you know, like I was or like you were, like just basically stunned. You're like, whoa, this is taking me like, I- I'm like, I'm I'm fucking flipping out right now. This is amazing. <laughs> the way this shit and you looks. wouldn't expect it too from just the cover art and just kind of the basic premise. No, and you're just like, all right, this seems like it'll be either a real heavy drama or it'll be really actiony with really shitty melodrama mixed in. But man, <laughs> it strikes every balance perfectly all the way around. I love it. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. It, it, it does bring up some weird. Um, some weird topics I don't think of very much. Um, you know, the whole the whole scene with him and um, his wife going to adopt a baby and, and how, like, he's like, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a chink or a spit or any of that stuff. And it's like, and then he goes back to the mob boss, and the mob boss is like, well, I don't know if you call him a mob boss. He's just a boss or whatever. Yeah. Like, what, do you, what do you say? Like, you can call me dad or whatever? It's, it's weird. It's yeah, you can call me pop or dad or some variation of that and it's like so whoa strange. dude <laughs> strange he's like I'll get you a kid he's like what do you want like, I want a boy you got it you got a boy it's so it's like you got a movie this movie it's kind of pretty like you are saying before standard a pretty standard premise for what the movie is it's like you know it's a a heist movie you know there's going to be some drama you know it's probably going to be some revenge and some mm-hmm. some uh, some uh, 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 some turning against each other kind of shit and then all of a sudden you got like this 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 uh, uh, conflict of James Conn wanting to have a child but his wife cannot have a child, and basically getting a child off the black market is insane. Yeah, it's like why That's heavy? It's like, it, and it's so if you're not paying attention to it, it's going to pass you by real quick. It's going to yep. pass you by because everything, it, just like everything else in the movie, it just feels very off the cuff and 
Like, oh yeah, no, I I can go get you a soda, a baby, and some watermelon, I, you know, whatever you need. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it's man, it's crazy true. how like just nonchalant everything in this world is. Like everything from when he goes to see the boss and they're all sitting around the poker table and he's like, "You got a gun?" He's like, "Yeah, I got a gun on me." You know, <laughs> are you retarded? And he's like, uh, "You know, it's yeah. like." That shit just blows my mind every time I've seen it. And it's like you pick up on little nuances each time, too, which is fucking crazy. And, you know, it's also strange um, because I feel like, um, you know, we're talking about about bleak movies. I think Thief is a pretty bleak movie overall. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, and I'm going to go into a little bit of a spoiler, but, you know, the, the best friend that he's in prison with you know, dies of, of medicate, medical complications. And then, you know, his other buddy is, you know, taken and killed for fucking off to the boss. And it's like, where do you go from here? Oh, you go to the wife, but the wife was told to, you know, get out of Dodge before she dies. And we yeah. never see a resolution to that, which is, that's heartbreaking. It is, man. It's like, um, you know, uh, again, it's like, Khan has this picture of like all the things that he's ever wanted in his life, and people that are watch- people that are watching the movie will see that and like that's nice, but like you have to think about the dude that they they speak that they say it in the, in the movie that he's been in like Juliet, he's in Juliet for like what fifteen twenty years, fifteen years like that, was a long Something time. Something like that, yeah. And he finally gets out. He's like, you know, what are all the conversations that him and Willie Nelson ever had like? Talking about, probably talking about getting out, finding that one last score, and then having a family and not having to yep. worry about anything else. And you have to think about, like, because they don't talk about it too often in a movie. It's just, it, you have to just be a human being and watch the movie. Like, like, you have to feel like these guys have known each other forever. And having this having this sort of last score um, is this the, the, the resolution to all of their problems. Like they're gonna they're gonna finally have a family, they're gonna live on a beach, everything's gonna be fine and they're gonna get out of this shit because they have they, they know how to work they know how to work. Like Khan before he gets with the boss was working correctly. Like like I don't I don't have any ties to anybody. I work alone. I am self employed. Yep. You know, that's that's what it was all he should have stuck to that plan, but like it was too good. I I, I don't know, man. Like how do you feel about it? Because, like James he has, he works with James Belushi, but like, is he doing it because maybe it'll benefit Belushi too? Like he'll have a he'll have a life or a family. Uh, he's not thinking about himself. I, I, it's it's complicated. I, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure how to feel about it. It's you can definitely see it from from either angle. I think you know he was making enough and then cutting in James Belushi on the side and giving him you know enough to get by. Like you know if you become famous or you know, financially stable, you'd want to bring your friends up and bring them along with you and really help them get to that next level, you know, beyond poverty or beyond whatever rung that they can't reach, so to speak. That's the way I've always looked at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that totally makes sense. I mean, and that that fucking scene at the cast at the diner and shit where they have this talk, it's, it's brutal, man. It's like, it's, it's weird. It's like I understand where Khan's coming from, and I also understand where um, 
I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure. I don't really ask his name. Um, right. But, um, but uh, you understand where she's coming from as well. They're, they're both two people. They're both people that um, are pretty much set in their ways, um, have been hurt plenty of times, and maybe now things will be different. Like they're really taking a chance. Not only is she taking a, is she taking a chance being with him, but also Khan's taking a chance being with this boss. And working mm-hmm. under somebody, and you have Belushi uh, basically being kind of like the the child. I mean, he doesn't act like a child, but like the child, child in a way, like saying, like, like in the mentality, like everything is cool. Like I'll just do my job. Like I know how to do it, and everything yep. will be fine. And sadly, you know, spoilers if anybody's watching this listening to this, but like you know, I had never just I only watched the movie for the first time like last weekend, but you know, his he gets the way he's he, he is taking out a picture is nonchalant. It's like he is young. Yeah. Like <laughs> the way they the way they discard him, his body is, is like it's just whatever. It's brutal. Like it's, it's really brutal. <laughs> it's so it's so fast, it's it's you're, you're like what? What, ha- what happened? Like I, I need to rewind and see what happened here because like he is, he's in and out. He's almost he's pretty much almost through the whole movie, right? I mean, you don't see him like as much as you see Khan, but like he's almost through the whole movie. And yeah, he's there right up to like the fast what twenty minutes or so. I, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. And then it's, it's another, another interesting part. Um, I always find this interesting. I, I can't remember. I know I've seen it in other movies before, but I can't I think of any of the movies right now. But, like, this scene where Khan comes into the house, into the boss's house, and, like, um, you see that woman sitting on the chair in front of the TV, and she says, nothing. And it's like, you think this guy, this this boss guy, he's a piece of shit, obviously. But, like, it's um, he really tries to make a point that, like, if you take care of of me, I'll take care of you. I'll always take care of you. But like yeah. that scene where you know they they discard Belushi, and then they he has that 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 talk with Khan on the floor is fucking like disgusting. Like it's like it's like the purest of humanity, like of humanity's evil is that guy. He's like talking about like I'll take your cunt of a wife and I'll put on a, I'll put her into prostitution. I'll take your fucking child and give it back to the fucking mother. Your piece of, it's brutal, man. It's like, whoa, what happened? Like, the movie, <laughs> the movie never got this dark until this, until now. I mean, like, they're like, what, like an hour and some odd minutes in, and like, they've, they've already done a couple scores, and like, now it's getting really bad. Really bad. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I think it's the fact that the more he owns of his life, so he's already taken out, you know, Belushi, and he's got him the kid. And he's working like right under his thumb and he knows where his wife is and he got him that house. And it's like, he owns everything about his, about that guy's life at that point. Yeah. And that's scary to think that anybody can do that for to you. And yeah. that, that he gets to get away with it and just, you know, dress him down like he's a drill instructor. I mean, it's just vile, the things that he says to him. Yeah. It's, 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 it's insane. But like, um, for me, it all works. Like I know for some people, they they um, that scene where he's, in, he's he's at the uh, uh, that agency to pick up the the, the adoption agency in the he. Some people wouldn't say the the racial slurs that he says, but I 
I feel like it works great with Frank, with that character, because that character is like, he's been so alone for so long. Mm-hmm. It's like, whatever he's, whatever he's saying that might be um, derogatory sensitive. or <laughs> sensitive, some people are, are racist or whatever, it's not a, a pure form of racism or anything like that. It's like, it's just, that's the way the guy was raised. That's what he comes from. Just yep, the way that, and he doesn't know any better. He doesn't know any better. And it's like, when he's saying it, it's like, and it's like me and you just talking because, I mean, he's been in fucking prison most of his life. So it's interesting to see a guy who basically was determined at one point to live the rest of his life alone and, you know, basically live off live off these scores that he do, he's done and basically be anal about everything to make sure everything works perfectly. Then all of a sudden, start to switch it up, get a wife, get married again. Um, you know, try it again, have a child for the first time, you know, actually work for somebody. Um, it's, uh, it's, I think Steve has a lot to say and I don't, I don't think the movie's even two hours long. I think it's an hour 42, something like that. I could be wrong, but I know it's not incredibly long. That's for sure. I think you're, you're, you're in and out pretty, a lot of stuff happens. And a lot of deep shit happens pretty quick in that movie, and if you don't really pay attention, you're going to miss a lot of stuff. Like you, like you told me, um, you know, last week or something when we were talking about uh, last week when we were talking about Thief, you know, you're like, watch it again. You're going to catch it. You're going to catch things that you completely missed the first time. Absolutely. Every single time you watch it, you'll see something different or something that'll catch your eye in a little bit of a different way, and you'll be able to appreciate it more or even in a different way. At that point, it's. It's one of those films, and it's just fantastic. And you also get uh, a really nice sense of where man comes from because you watch those. Uh, oh, absolutely! You watch those like behind the scenes. Um, well, they're not really behind the scenes, but like you know, with like James Con. Like I watched this is the only one I've watched so far. But like when James Con talks about how he got sent to like uh, Arizona or something like that to work with this, this like master gun. Smith, basically, this guy who is really great with guns and with marksmen, and he learns how to train, how to like position the forty-five, how to like carry yourself while holding the forty-five, how to like come through a door and like watch your corners for two weeks. I mean, that for this movie where Khan doesn't use a gun very much at all is like yeah, I think he uses one like two or three times total in that whole movie. Yeah, I mean, you get the part where. Um, he gets dropped off. He goes into that fucking agency. You see, like um, you saw, you see, like Farina come through and everything. And he goes in that room and like fucking threatens that guy and all this shit. Oh, and that's just, that scene is so good. Also, <laughs> is, oh, let me ask you, man. I was thinking about this. Is this the first movie we get to hear that that classic line, like uh, "I'm the last man in this world you want to fuck with"? Is that what I think it from? is. I mean, I've heard that line in other movies before. It's like, is it Thief where this originates from? Because, like, I feel like it is. I think it is. I, I've i seen a whole bunch of movies that came after it that, that definitely ate that. Yeah. I don't think I've heard anything before that. Me neither. That's, it was interesting to hear that. Like, like that's, that's such a fucking man, manly line. That's like, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's perfect. I mean, but, it, I mean... Not only is it manly, but, like, I think, like, um, I mean, shit, you could be a woman and fucking say the same thing. I think it always have the same fucking effect 
it's got this oh, effect absolutely. to it. It's personal, man. It's like, don't fuck with me. Because, uh, you know, he tries, to, he tries to pull that with a boss later, and that doesn't work too well. But No. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. But um, it's, um, I don't know, man. You, uh, heat, I feel like, uh, not Heat, uh, uh, Manhunter. I, think, I feel like Manhunter and Thief uh, resemble the last 20 minutes. This, they, they resemble themselves. There's this great, oh, absolutely. Like, uh, maybe not 20 minutes, but maybe more like 15, where it's like basically like, like maybe two words are spoken, and it's all just music, and it's awesome. Like, you just stare in awe and awe how awesome everything is in this last 15 minutes. And even in to, to Live and Die in L.A., there's a section like that towards the end of that as well. So it's definitely a staple of of all of man's movies, or at least his early ones. And it's like, well, know, I don't would, think anybody... Freaking, has, freaking would, have been, would have been fucking, like, uh, inspired to do L.A. from that. Oh, absolutely. I mean... I mean, how many words are spoken in, in the last... I haven't. It's been a long time since I've seen L.A. What I forget is that. What scene are you talking? Like, is it the car chase part? There's not much much talking in the car chase part with the whole yeah, suitcase it's, and everything. Yeah, everything with the suitcase and then switching locations and that whole sequence is just crazy. <laughs> oh, it's completely insane. I watched it uh, with Joanna, and she was like, "Our edge of her seat the whole time." I love that. I love. I love watching. A movie with somebody I can really respect, like you know, this flick, and obviously like made an impact. You know, oh, absolutely! Air that came out, it's it's it really gives you like the respect that you know um, that it deserves. That, you, that it deserves. <laughs> that it deserves. But like also like you get to see that person like like obviously that they respect this movie, and um, that like that just gives you like, a really like nice warm feeling inside. Like yeah, you know, I, you can. You can dig into the whole, like, uh, Wang Chung fucking soundtrack, and it's awesome. But, you know, it's like, um, maybe for some people, people it might be a little goofy, but, like, you understand that, yeah, sure, some of it might be goofy, but that's not, that's a fraction of why I love it. I love it because it's, it's, a, it's great music. I make you feel, Absolutely. like, good inside. Like, I feel, I'm putting the Wang, the Wang Chung fucking, Escape from uh, the uh, the Live and Die in LA soundtrack on in my car. I'm driving around. I'm fuck. I feel great. I feel like I'm William Peterson. I'm not a piece of shit. <laughs> right. Like you know, I'm, I'm I'm driving around. But um, I think in the last like 15 minutes of uh, Thief, I think the only words that are spoken are from the boss. I think I think his his, his henchman asked him if he wants some milk, and he says no. So it's like the, the last lines of the movie, and then after that, it's all just like shooting and fucking. He beat that fucker up with the fucking refrigerator door and fucking hit them with a, over there with a gun. It's pretty great. That is, that sequence is so crazy. <laughs> oh, it's completely, dude, did you, I didn't see that. I mean, I know this is, is this your second time watching it just recently? Yeah. Second time. Okay. I was completely taken aback by the blowing up of the house. I didn't see it coming. Right. <laughs> I, you know, and I should expect it because you know most, I've seen movies that play out this way, but for this, I didn't think he would blow up the house. I didn't think he'd burn the house down. I was just like, oh, he's going to leave the house and he's going to go after the boss and tr- attempt to fucking assassinate his ass. Um, yeah, I didn't expect the house either. That was crazy. 
It's a great explosion, too. Holy shit. I mean, they really fucking blew that fucking house up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was real good. Um, I also didn't see Khan being as cold uh, when he told the wife, like, you know, basically you can fuck off to leave. Um, yeah. It was really um, sad. I was really sad about it. I was like, wow, this is fucking brutal, man. Like, she's like, hey, babe, you know, we're a team and all this stuff. He's like, Give him forty five you know, give him twenty five grand at this month and give him twenty five grand this month. Don't forget to give him twenty five grand or whatever. Whatever the price yeah. is, you know. It's like, man, it's so depressing because it's obvious to me that he doesn't want to do any of this and shit has really hit the fan, man. And Yeah. <laughs> he's lost it he's lost it all. I mean, I I, I really thought that Khan was gonna bite it. Um, and I guess in a way, it kind of does bite it. Uh, maybe like, you know, if, if people believe in the soul, I honestly don't, but I mean, it's a nice thought, but if he, if there is one, he definitely bites it, his soul it bites it. In the, in the oh, totally. Movie. Like, he loses everything. Like, his kid, his wife, his best friend, his, his work buddy, and his house, and everything. It's like, you have nowhere to go, and you have no one to go home to. And and it just ends, which is great. Yeah. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need anything else but that ending. I don't need to. I don't see. I don't, I don't need to see six months later on the beach with him giving back with his wife and his, seeing his kid there. I don't need to see any of that stuff. I just and in. And if you want to fucking assume that that's what happens, that's cool. But oh, totally. I don't think it ends like that, honestly. <laughs> I think, no. I, I think, think he, like, he just drives out in the desert and just offs himself at that point. Pretty much, man. I was thinking the same thing. He, he, either, goes, <laughs> he either goes to the desert and offs himself, or he finds a fucking, like, uh, a dark place to hide in and just dies there. I mean, yeah. that's it. That's the end. I mean, he's got literally, like you say, fucking nobody left. I mean, the, the driver... His driver buddy is taking care of the wife, but I mean, when the money runs out, he's gone. He's leaving. So, yep. I mean, it's it's good, man, and I'm glad you know uh, you rep for it. And um, a lot of uh, people that I uh, I, I uh, respect rep for it. And uh, I hope Dane, I hope Dane watches it because I love to hear his thoughts on it too. Oh, dude, I think Dane would love this movie. <laughs> I, think, I think he would too, honestly. Absolutely. Um, so, I guess I'll ask you, um, I know you mentioned it a little bit, uh, but you saw a baby driver. I did. And uh, you dug it for the most part? You know, I, I had a really hard time with the very beginning of it because it's like, I wasn't sure what to expect from the way it, it merged the music and the action and all that stuff, if you're familiar with it already. But, you know, I, I expected one thing and definitely got something else at first. I got some hipster, you know, douchebag sounding music <laughs> and some kid just fucking playing air drums in the car. And I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be like fucking inside Lewin Davis with a fucking Fast and Furious car, you know. Oh. But, you know, once the bank heist happens and you realize, you know, the two actors or three actors and it's like, oh, all right, well, I'll hang with this for a few and see what happens. 
And then sure. she's talking, it, it does all the typical, you know, genre tropes, but I think it really does it in a way that's, you know, fun and inventive and definitely has that Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright bent to it. So usually if you like his stuff, you know, like a little bit of gunplay, you know, like John Hamm with a beard and cool hair. I mean, you know, you're going to have a good time with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's why a lot of people respect. That's, it, well, it's, it's a double-edged sword. I think that's why a lot of people dis- that respect and disrespect um, old Edgar right there because the dude obviously wears his influences on his sleeve. You can either oh, dig it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can, either, <laughs> you can either dig it or you can be like, fuck this. So, you know, um, the last episode, of, uh, the, the latest episode of GGTNC was, you know, Todd's on there, and Todd fucking loved fucking Baby Driver. <laughs> he so, was just all over it. Oh, he was slobbing. He loved it. And I'm like, I'm like, that's cool, man. Like, that's, that's good to hear. I mean, I, I hear you. I like, I like the way you're like, basically, like, yeah, I did dig it, but like, there's some pretty stupid fucking shit in here. And I, I like, right? I like reviews more, like, like your review of it, because like, it's, it's, for me, it's hard. It's really hard to hear somebody fully go. Like, I don't know what it is, but a, like a brand new movie, but like. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, especially by a movie that um, by a director who's he's he has it hasn't been that long since The World's End came out, so it's like it's easier for me to be like, yeah, Nice Guys is my favorite movie of 2015 because that movie's fucking hilarious and it's awesome and it's perfectly it's perfect to me, perfect movie. Oh, absolutely. But like you know, Edgar Wright, it's like he really like um, I don't know how. Maybe you, under, maybe you understand me without having to explain it too much, but like you know, I'm I'm cautious, but I also still want to dig it because I've always dug his. I've dug them all for the most part. I think. I mean, Pilgrim is whatever. It's it has its, it has its moments, but like, but that trilogy is a lot of fun. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like I don't think he's made a bad movie, but no. there's been a few missteps. Is <laughs> yeah. a nice yeah. way to put it. Yeah, I missed, missed it for sure. Like, for me, um, you know, going back to, you know, I'm, I'm a slob, I'm going a, I'm to a slob some more of Shane Black's dick, but, like, you know, even people, <laughs> people hate, <laughs> people hate, uh, for the most part, people hate Iron Man 3, right? I mean, that's a, that's a heavy, consistent, right? I mean, people hate that movie. Would you say uh, so? It's, it's all right. I mean, I, I don't really like the, the storyline with the kid all that much, but you know, different strokes for different folks. I mean, it was better than two. <laughs> hey, there you go. Like, like for me, like I love Iron Man three. I love all. I love it for all the things that people hate it for. You know. Yeah. So it's like, and, and it's not even a thing. It's not even one of those things where I'm like, I'm just gonna like this movie because you fucking hate it. I'm, I like. I honestly like it because Shane Black fucking co-wrote it. And directed it, and I like his style. I like the way he took. I like the way he fucking uh, presented the Mandarin. He's a joke. I like that. You know. Oh, the totally. Only, the only thing I don't like about it is the very end with whole, the whole Gwyneth Paltrow Iron Man thing. I hated all that. But like for the most part, oh yeah, I fucking love that <laughs> movie because you know Shane Black puts it at Christmas time. You know, it's like oh, it's got that Shane Black feel. It's got some great, great lines. Um, it's it's a great, I wouldn't say it's a great flick, but it's a really fun flick. And it's my favorite of the Iron Man movies because it's got Shane Black's sensibilities, which I like. Totally. But, um, but like for Edgar Wright, um, 
I never really thought about it until just recently. But it's most it's it's a lot of um, it's a lot of. Uh, That this movie, the Jimmy Driver movie, was, was not was nothing Simon Pegg. It was all Edgar Wright, right? Or that? He yeah, it's a hundred percent Edgar Wright. It's it's him, and uh, I think a couple of other folks wrote it, but it's definitely his vision through and through. And it's pretty pretty much unfiltered Edgar Wright all the way from the top down. All right, so this this is a is this more of like a happy go lucky sort of uh, thief sort of robbery, sort of um, heist movie? or is it... I'd say it plays more like, um, oh, like Tulane Blacktop or maybe even like Vanishing Point a little bit, but it takes more of the the musical elements and really kind of dives into that aspect of it. See, that's, that, that's, the, that's the biggest thing um, that's, attracting me to it. Like, everybody keeps... I hear what people talk about how, like, a lot of the movements of the movie have to do with certain beats of certain songs. I'm like, that's interesting to me. I want to check it out because of that. That's new to me. I I never heard of that before. But, like... Yeah, and it's, it's really crazy. Like, everything, every song, every music beat, like, there's even... There's a shootout, and the guns are shooting to the beat of the song. I mean that's how in tune it is all the way from the top to bottom. Oh man, that's, that's interesting to me. I, that that for me at least that sounds like a it can either be a complete and utter fucking disaster or it can be pretty fun. So no, I think it. I think you'll like it. It's definitely got a playfulness to it, and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of heavy-handed melodrama, but it it comes sure. with the territory. I think the musical aspect is definitely what what really caught my interest because I didn't know really much about it going into seeing it, you know, the other weekend. And I came out, I was like, "Well, shit, that was a lot better than I gave it credit credit for." Just going into it, expecting you know Edgar Wright humor with a little bit of music, with you know the visuals of like a Scott Pilgrim type of deal. But definitely, hmm. I got way more than I bargained for with it. <laughs> All right, well, I was the music. The good music? The music's really good. I mean, except for the first, you know, couple of songs are kind of, you know, hipster douchery sounding, which is definitely not <laughs> what I'm into. But are, are, we, are, one we thing like, are we talking about, like, newer music? Or? Yeah, it's definitely a lot of newer music and then a lot of, like, you know, older music just kind of mixed in there and then some songs that are reworked by new artists that are old artist songs. It's definitely all over the place. That definitely does sound like it's all over the place. That that definitely sounds like it could be, again, really good or a complete, <laughs> or it could be a pile of shit. So <laughs> oh, totally. You know, it's I, I'm not a fan of the hipster, the whole hipster thing. It's not. Uh, that's definitely not my scene. Uh, no, but, me, um, me neither. But you know, I, I don't even know how I feel about you know older music being reworked by a newer artist. Honestly, but I mean, does it have a um? Does it have a, 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 a sort of? I like I like how Scorsese puts music into his movies. Um, mm-hmm. Does it have sort of that kind of feel, or no? Moss. This is definitely more more driven by the music for the most part, but there's definitely some sequences that really kind of riff on like the 
you know, the Michael Mann approach or even the Scorsese approach as well. But it, it definitely works in its in its own way more than anything. Okay. All right. Well, but I'm still trying to get to the theater to see it. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm, you know, now at this point we got fucking we got Baby Driver, we got the, the Valerian movie that came out, which I want to see. We got mm-hmm. uh, Dunkirk. Well, I don't know, but I'm not sure if I, I'm Oof. really down, super down for Dunkirk. Are you down for Dunkirk? I'm going to check it out, but I don't know how soon it's going to be, though. All right. Uh, but, but you also got, like, War of the Planet of the Apes, too, which I also want to see. So it's like... Oh, absolutely. I don't know, man. Like, you know, Christopher Nolan, though, I'm not the hugest fan of Christopher Nolan, but I, I'm i sure I'll probably see it some, at some point. But, you know, I don't... I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm, the jury's out on Christopher Nolan for me, man. I don't hate the guy. Uh, or anything. I just—it's like the same shit every time. It feels like almost. That's definitely what it feels like, you know, from a storyline standpoint. Because he—he's more of a visualist than anything. He's like, look at these things and see how glacial I can make everything move. You sure. know. Sure. But yeah. I still think, yeah. It's good stuff. Though. I mean, when it's when it's on, it's really on and it's really fucking good. But you know, you take the good with the bad on that stuff. How do you feel about um, Insomnia? You know, I haven't seen really much about that yet, but it looks pretty good from the little bit I've seen. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, it's good. I remember it being really good. Actually, it, it, uh, it was like uh, one of the last really good Pacino films um, mm-hmm. from what I remember. Uh, I was younger at the time and I had really, I hadn't really dived too much into uh, uh, Nolan's filmography, but like, you know, following and uh, Memento. I, I even have to go back and watch Memento because I've heard people talk about recently that Memento is not as good as I, as you might remember. But, um, huh. I think he's sad because I fucking loved Memento when it came out. Uh, sure. But, yeah, um, but like you know, what's after Memento? You got you get the Batman movies, right? After that, or is it? Um, let me pull up his filmography really quick because it's definitely he did. Let's see here. Keep this moving along. Go to director. So let's see. He did. He did the following. He did Memento and then Insomnia, and okay. then he did. Batman Begins in 25, or 2005, I should say, which I really dug. And then right after that, he did The Prestige in 2006. Prestige, yeah. Yeah, that's I, that's my favorite Nolan, to be forthright. <laughs> yeah, I watched Prestige again. It, it was probably the second time I saw it, um, just like recently, like, like Thursday. This past Thursday, it was on Netflix. Uh, oh, nice! I'll have to get. Watched, I'll have to give it another watch. Definitely, I watched. I did a rewatch of it. Fucking loved it. Just loved it as much as I. I loved it more than the first time I saw. It. I remember loving it the first time, but the second time, I was like, it was like a new movie to me. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Like the whole, <laughs> the whole scene where like um, they find a, a double for uh, Jackman. Is yeah. Awesome! It's awesome. It's just fucking awesome. It's really good, man. Is that um, the one where they find him below the tank that drops through the floor? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's chilling. It's good. It's re- it's a it's a really great fucking flick. You got Bowie in there playing fucking um, Tesla. Uh, yeah, he's so yeah. good in there. He's, he's 
really fucking good. And, and <laughs> it's, such, it's such a cool, it's such a cool thing too. Like uh, a cool role for Jacqueline because Jacqueline plays such a uh, sort of a uh, uh, swarmy sort of shitty character. And uh, oh, he's a smart ass, and he can get away with it. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool to see him play that character. You don't see him play that kind of character very often. I mean. Wolverine is a smart ass and sort of a, an asshole and all stuff, but still, like this movie is all about it's a big part of it's all about him trying to become like uh, the, you know the greatest mu- magician ever, and uh, he'll do whatever he has to do to fucking be the best. And he's an mm-hmm. asshole, he's a piece of shit, but he's great in the role. He, he really sells it, and. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. That might be my favorite um, Nolan film as well. I, I, it's been a long time since I've seen Memento, but I want to say Memento, but I got to rewatch it. I don't know. No, absolutely. It's you know between Memento and there was another one. Let's see. Oh, Interstellar was the one I was thinking of. Those are definitely really good bookends to that era. Mm. But I think he's definitely going in a, a more, not more glacial, but more grandiose, you know, approach oh, to filmmaking. Way more so than what he has. Definitely, man. I mean, I mean, how do you feel about Interstellar? Do you do you dig it? I mean, yeah, I thought it was good. It's a little little too heavy on some of the, the space exploration and stuff like that. It kind of you know, went above my head a little bit, but I can really appreciate what they were trying to do with it, you know, all the way around. But I think just from a story standpoint, it just kind of misses that mark, unfortunately. Yeah. It's, 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 it, I think it comes down again to what you were saying before, the whole grandiose sort of aspect, because, you know, that movie is like the epitome of it because it's an epic, mm-hmm. like it's an epic movie. Well, it's definitely, you know, I don't throw around the word epic, Slightly too often, but you know, Interstellar was definitely uh, 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 meant to be an epic, like it, over like space, time, planets. I mean, just that that one mission alone, where they go to that first planet, and like time has moved differently on both planet and spaceship, um, mm-hmm. and and Earth. Um, that's that's epic. That's it's an that's insane. The the way that that science works for all that, um, and uh, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of Interstellar. I mean, I've seen it once, well, I've maybe seen it twice. I'm not sure now, but like, I, I never was really a, a, big, a huge fan of it. I love McConaughey. I think McConaughey is pretty great in there. Uh, oh, absolutely. Think, yeah, I think they I think no one really pushed that guy to his limit. I mean, that that scene where like he comes back and. You know, he sees it with, with the video messages from his daughter, and he sees, like, basically her grow up within, like, 10 minutes. Because she's, like, 30 years old. It's pretty brutal. But, um, no, it, it, I think it's overly long, and I think it it, it, it sort of um, outwelcomes, I am not think of a word, but, like, it kind of, like, <laughs> you know you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it it's one of those things where, it's like, you think it's over, but it's not over. It's got, like, several different endings. And then, oh, like, it's got Return of the King syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Which you know, I've had this conversation before, before with uh, uh, with somebody else. But I, you know, for some reason, for me, like it works better for Return of the King. I guess just because I like Return of the King more. I guess I don't know, but um, oh, absolutely. 
But, like, with this, it's like, you know, I don't really need to see McConaughey somehow get out of this, like, void. Uh, somebody find him. Somebody find him. And I, I, I think this is how it happens. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but, like, there he goes in that void uh, so that Hathaway could go through um, the, the the black hole or whatever. He gets lost behind and he goes to that fucking weird dimension of, like, library books and shit, and he's, like, able to send her a message. Oh, yeah. And then, like, he somehow gets found, and then he finds his daughter, and his daughter basically has, like, you know, saved Earth, and she's, like, 90 years old. She's on her deathbed, and he comes back, and like, and then he gets back in his spaceship at the very end to go out and find Hathaway, and Hathaway's going to find her alone. I'm like, I don't need to see any of that shit. It's no. Like, it's too much, man. Like, come on. Like, it's, it's incredible to me. Like, you know, after all of this, like, you're really telling me that you're going to jump back into the spaceship and take off? Like, you haven't seen your daughter at almost, what would it feel like almost 100 years, really. She's not in 90 at this point, you know, and you're coming back to, you see her for, like, a few minutes before she, I, I don't even know if she dies, but, like, she's on the verge of death. And to take off to go find this woman that you barely know is, I don't, it doesn't work with me, man, at all. Yeah, it's 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 one I'll definitely have to go back and and kind of reevaluate and re you know see if I can rewrap my head around all of it. But you know, definitely, it's, it's all right. But it's it's definitely way 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 too long. It's like almost three hours. Give it's or almost three. It's almost three hours long. I saw it in the theater uh, by myself, Oof. and it was <laughs> a sorry. long one. No, <laughs> I went. I went early. I did the earlier bird. You know, I got it for like I paid like a five dollar ticket, which is pretty sweet. And uh, you know, I wasn't too upset. But like, I had heard everybody talking about it. like, oh, this is the best movie of this year. Where did it come out? Like three years ago or some shit? And, I think twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, something like that. Yeah, and I remember at that time when I was going to work, everyone was like, "Hey man, you seen Interception? You seen Interception? What the fuck am I talking? Have you seen Have you seen this? Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't seen it yet." Have you seen it yet? Like, I haven't seen it. I'll fucking go this weekend and check it out. I'll see Interstellar. And <laughs> I remember the only thing that really, like, super impressing was that first planet in the whole time length thing. And yeah. And the whole, like, camera shots in space where there's no sound. Like, the uh, disconnecting from that weird portal thing that they carry around with them. The Stargate, yeah, yeah. whatever you want to call it. <laughs> like it was, there was no sound, and I, I always thought that was cool. Like, well, I don't think I've ever seen a movie in space where they have absolutely no sound. That um, was pretty cool to me at the time. Yeah, absolutely. And then you saw Thief, and you're like, oh, fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I um, again for the, the for again for the Batman movies too. It's been a long time since I've seen any of those Batman flicks. I have to go back and rewatch them again because um. Uh, I have pretty fond memories of, of certain scenes in The Dark Knight, for sure. Uh, but, Absolutely. Uh, like, that heist in the bank, you know, that alone is, like, worth going back and watching. Yeah, um, I think the only thing I, I wish they was cut out of that was the whole, um, just the guys talking. Oh, uh, yeah, just that little bit there. Yeah, it's like, it's like uh, you guys don't need to talk. It's really fine if you guys don't talk. Well, like, yeah, you're... You're totally on, dude. Like that—that that scene is. Like, I remember seeing that in the theater. It was just blown away. The whole like that awesome scene with the fucking camera, like it's just like coming on a helicopter or some shit, and you like it pans to the left and like 
through that window, shoot, like burst out. That fucking dude shoots. Oh, and then pulls table. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like, what? This is fucking amazing. But I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, the, specifically, though, my favorite part of that movie is that um, the whole Gordon thing uh, towards the end where, like, Batman is, like, uh, following the police cars and shit and, like, just thumbs up. There's this whole shootout chase thing, and it's awesome. It's just, there's, like, no words spoken. They're just, like, people fucking scrambling and driving and getting taken out and Batman fucking... Bust open out of the Batmobile and that fucking bat pod, fucking huge ass monster truck tires and shit. And oh like, yeah, cool. This is real cool, man. And then yeah, um, that seems so fucking good. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's it's really fucking good. You know, and I don't know too much about uh, Rises, but I remember and begins all the fucking Bruce Wayne going to fucking Tibet or whatever he is, wherever he goes to, and. You know, training with Rachel Ghoul. I remember all this stuff being fucking cool as shit. The whole, like, he puts the mask on, like, goes back into the fucking, you know, the whole wave of ninjas and, like, coming out, who's trying to cut the right one is awesome. I remember all that being, like, super cool. Oh, absolutely. And then all the stuff with Bane is so fucking good. All of yeah, it. I gotta watch it. I gotta rewatch it again, man. It's been too long. I don't remember. I've only seen it once. It was the last time I saw it was in the theater. So after watching, oh man, you definitely do. <laughs> I remember, I definitely remember being really, um, I, I, well, maybe like excited, but I remember being like really like uh, taking aback how cool uh, Bruce Wayne going to Gordon's like hospital room in a ski mask was with a business suit on. I thought yeah. that was so. I thought that was so cool. I guess like he's finding the open window. Like fucking repels down, he goes to his room. He's like wearing a suit with a ski mask on. Like that's fucking badass, man. That's, so, uh, <laughs> that's way I badass. <laughs> I totally dig this whole bad. I remember, like at some point, I think Michael Keaton talked about it. I'm not sure if Michael Keaton talked about it or, or, or no one talked about it. But like, there was supposed to be a scene where it might have been Keaton because I think Keaton talks. He's the only dude that really talks about like uh, how what Batman was Batman three was supposed to be like the year one mm-hmm. stuff, and he talks about how like um, he rode that fucking he's supposed to ride that horse like you see in uh, the Dark Knight Returns, like it was supposed to be like Batman three was supposed to open up with the, with the sort of a heist, and how he was supposed to like be chasing these guys and like chasing my rooftop all of a sudden these. All of a sudden, he repels to the ground. He takes a, a, a policeman's uh, horse. And he's chasing these oh, fucking yeah. thieves and a horseback. I'm like, oh, man, that sounds fucking awesome. Show it to me. Show it to me. It never happened. <laughs> but, you know, it was cool. Yeah, that's really good. But, um, yeah, man. Um, well, shit, been about an hour. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking crash. But, um all right, man. I um, I I, yeah, come on the show. Uh, if we're doing it tomorrow, and and uh, you know, one of the dudes isn't down, uh, you gotta come on tomorrow. It would be awesome. Yeah, man. Let me know, and I'll I'll make sure I'm available at least for a little bit for you guys. Yeah, I mean, for me, I like to keep it to like about an hour, to an hour and a half, because this way it just doesn't go like all wild and crazy, but. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, it, it has. It's gotten to that point. It's almost like it, it, 
it all turns out great. Don't get me wrong, but like it, I like it to keep. I like to keep it that. Uh, no, absolutely. But, <laughs> but hope, hopefully, we can talk. We can all talk tomorrow about something, uh, a, a, a subject that we've all seen, so we can talk about it. I just the problem is, I don't know. Like I know, like Slay Goth hasn't seen Castlevania. I don't think Corny oh, man. Castlevania. And I would love to talk to all you guys about Castlevania. I mean. It doesn't even matter if any of us just played the video game. It's just, that movie fucking, it should be hitting all of our fucking, like, I don't know, I, I don't fucking, like, our fucking, just, it should be hitting us right in the fucking heart, like our soul, you know, <laughs> our, our metal soul, our fucking, you know, violent, all, the violence, all that shit, all the gothic shit, it should be hitting us all the sweet spot. So... We'll see tomorrow. Hopefully, um, we can get all we can all get together. If, um, you know, if we can call you on Skype, all of us together, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. But yeah, we'll cool. figure it out. It would be cool, man, to have us all like have like a a certain topic, like we all something that we've all seen that we can all like shoot the shit about. And absolutely, that'd be a blast. Yeah, I'm 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 hoping to have with tomorrow. But if, I know Corny told me that. He wants to do a show tomorrow at six, and I don't, don't see a problem with that. Obviously, right now, but well, you have to see tomorrow for me and you and all those. For guys. sure. <laughs> so, all right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. I'll, I'll start recording and I'll I'll send you the recording and whenever you want to take care of it, you do whatever you want to, man. Out there, you name it, whatever you want to. So, <laughs> I'll figure it out. Yeah, man. Well, uh. Thanks for coming on and shooting the shit with me, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem, man. That's what I'm here for. You're the best. Love you. I sure try, man. I'll catch you later. All right, brother. Bye. All right, man. Bye.